Blog Talk Radio. Salutations and greetings, beloved. We're back again with another episode of Practical Spirits. This is episode 12. We're going to call this contentment versus complacency. And just wanted to um, thank the people for the opportunity, you know, for the feedback that we've been getting. Uh, I found that our crowd is definitely not one to provide a lot of feedback over the social networking, but you all prefer face-to-face and text message, and that's fine. But we do appreciate a comment or a share here or there on the um, social networking sites as well as your podcast app that you're using there. But we're going to go ahead and open up, and I want to start with reflecting on the scripture as I bring my co-host Rob on the line here. Um, I want to start with, um, before starting the show, I realized that probably the last three shows um, inadvertently, and I I can't say inadvertently because we do believe in divine providence and being guided by the Spirit, but without even having much thoughts, we've been spending a lot of time in Philippians 4 without even referencing that, without even, um, we may have mentioned, Mm -hmm. I know we've mentioned some things in Romans 8, 28 as well. But um, Philippians 4, that, that chapter, it's, it's a few spots that I realized as I was reading over the entire chapter today that we touched on it because I was thinking and I was going by memory, whereas Paul says, you know, I rejoice at the last, and this is um, King James, I believe. It could slightly be paraphrased. It's from memory, so I um, apologize if it's slightly off. But, yeah, you can definitely please go and study the whole chapter. I believe it's timely. But um, he says, I rejoice mm-hmm. at the last, that now again your care for me has again flourished. And he says that not that I speak in want of, you know, in, in want or out of uh, opportunity, but he's saying that, you know, um, Basically, I don't know that he appreciates the fact that that thought was there, but he said, you know, I've learned in whatever state I am, there were to be content. I know both how to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Then he says the faint one of the famous scriptures that we that that we quote is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or which strengthens me. And, um, yeah, that that's a big thing. Um, my co-host who we have on the line now, he did mention that, you know, he wanted to speak about contentment. And as I, um, as I thought about it, when I was comparing contentment and complacency, and I'll give some of my feedback there, but, um, you know, I definitely want to welcome my co-host back on the show. Um, brother Rob, are you good, sir? I'm good. How are you today? I'm doing okay. A little, little under the weather, but I'm I'm here, you know, able to, with, with his grace, able to um to get through through the show. I'm feeling a little, feeling a little stronger mm-hmm. than I was feeling before starting it. So I, I definitely do thank God <laughs> for that. And um, you know, and and again, like 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 Paul says, learning. Um, I've learned to be content. You know, with, yeah. with what I have yeah. going on. So. Never, never yeah. an issue um, in terms of dealing with me. So yes, I'm, I'm good. It's definitely good to hear your voice, and good to talk to the people again. Um, one person was kind of disappointed um, when I, when I told him, you know, oh, yeah, I'm not going to have the show on, um, <laughs> on Tuesday that I couldn't do it, and it was like, well, you know, what's mm-hmm. going on? But you know, said <laughs> we would definitely be, um, be connecting. And um, it is our goal, just to our listeners, it is going to be our goal. At the very least, we do want to bring you at least one show a week. The goal is to get two in, but, you know, when we can get one, 
as the, as the Lord permits, we definitely step in. But, um, yeah, without um, further ado, you know, I'm not going to believe the point. But, yeah, let's, I'd, like to, um, I'd like you to open up and share, you know, what you think about mm-hmm. contentment. But if you could, let's, mm-hmm. let, let's start with um, – with that scripture and um in yes. in in Philippians yeah. four or just Philippians mm-hmm. just um a little background just on that chapter as with a lot of um Paul's writings Paul was in prison when he mm-hmm. wrote this and you know their prison you know both of us have done prison ministry a lot of listeners have mm-hmm. probably had relatives or visited prison okay so their prison is not our is not our prison um <laughs> you know our prison would be compared almost to like a hotel stay um in comparison to the conditions that they had mm-hmm. and um you know Paul was like in the mm-hmm. in the midst of filth um, you know, mm-hmm. in, in one of the Roman towns where he was um, incarcerated, they said it was actually um, drainage pipes, whereas the waste mm-hmm. flowed down into the prison. And he, you know, they so they had to smell that they had to walk amongst those things, um, the, you know, the weather. And then Paul had an affliction, uh, um, pretty bad health condition going on and um, a lot of uncertainty. He had some of his brothers in the Christian community turning against him and, and and saying things and doing things that were contrary, those that he looked up to, you know, those that were even apostles that walked with Christ. And um, so mm-hmm. Paul had a lot going on, but he opens up by saying, count it all joy. <laughs> you know, so he, he, he in, in this, in this um, chapter in Philippians, he talks about counting it all joy. And then, you know, he doubles down and talks about being content in whatever state he's mm-hmm. in. So kind of um, mm-hmm. let me know what your thoughts are about, about that aspect of the contentment. And then let me know what it is that you wanted to share there. Oh, it was just to go into that because I think, um, I believe uh, uh, a lot of times that's what, um, uh, you know, Christians, we struggle with the the, the circumstance that we in sometimes because they're not sometimes they're not good. You know, even though we found ourselves in there, that um, certain circumstances, and you know, we're waiting for God to come. You know, God show up, show up, show up, and in that, there's a discontent that happens. Um, but I like like you said, I wanted to read the scripture. I wanted to read it uh, just ten and eleven. It says, but I rejoice in the Lord okay. greatly that that now at the last your care of me has flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, notwithstanding ye have done well that ye did communicate. Uh, Tahim, I want to read just again that in a different translation, because I think it really brings to fruition uh, and I'm not usually one that go to a lot of translation, but in the in the New American Standard, he says in ten, he says, "But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me." 
He said, you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well to share with me in my affliction. And the word content is funny is because the word content in that scripture, it means self-sufficient. You know, one of the words, okay. it means self, self-sufficient or independent or, like we know, satisfied. And I think uh, – uh, I believe a lot of times, uh, even in my life, let me just speak for my life. When things come, you know, that's when uh, God is really allowing your contentment to be seen, to show you where you are, meaning what? Your patience. See, you you can't be content without patience, you know, and God is using contentment to show us really where we really are in our patience. I know for certain things that um, uh, even as you follow, like one one translation used the word circumstances, you know, and that's where we're really, uh, as believers, that's where a lot of the times that we're challenged as we walk with God, the circumstances that might come up, whether we put ourselves in the circumstances or the circumstances that come to us that um, our contentment, you know, it varies, you know, depending on the circumstances. You know, if the circumstances are not as, you know, we could be content in that. But if the circumstances really come to bother us, you know, and we, we're looking and we say, well, God, where are you? You know, where are you? Where are you? You know, you know, redeem me, you know, you know, save me. You see what's going on, you know, you see. And I think in those times is where we really have to come and be strengthened and learn the contentment of God. We know Paul right. was a great apostle. We know he was a strong man. But even Paul in his really confessing in himself, he was like, listen, I had to learn. I, I had to learn to be a base. I had to learn to to be humble when I didn't have nothing, you know. And I think if 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 we just stay in that vein of learning when things are not going the way that we believe they should go, um, that's really where we can see how, how much strength that we do have in God or how much strength we don't have in God, you know, because God is never wanting to, to even destroy us or things of that nature. But he does want us to be content to us to to us for us to know and to know that he is working all things out, you know, for us. He's working them out. And so if we could get that, I know in myself, I'm 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 gonna be real. Uh there are certain things, you know, I find myself discontent, you know. Um uh you know, I find myself in man, am I am I am I being content? Am I satisfied with what's happening now? You know, 
what can I do to change it? You know, a lot of times uh, we're not content because we really don't want to yield to what has to be done to change it. So we'll find ourselves right. continuously discontented, discontented. You see what I'm saying? Not understanding right. that even in contentment, there's still a learning, but we're so affected by the discontentment that we don't even realize that God is trying to teach us something in the discontentment to help us to become content. So that's what right. I wanted to share to start off. Yeah, and when I when I think about what, what you say there, um, being content, that doesn't mean that you're settling. You can be settled, right. but that doesn't mean you're settling. So, right. you know, because you're content with where with where you are, you know, or the content with how you're um, being brought through that particular circumstance, that does not mean that you don't want more. You know, that does not mean right. that you lose hope, that you lose faith. But what happens is you we can't focus. You we we have to be what we call the practical spirits, right? So we can't focus so much on the faith aspect to the to the fact that we're not looking at what it is that we even have faith for. You know, we're not mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. we focus so much on faith and so much um focus on God bringing us out of something to the point that we're not mm-hmm. learning because when Paul says I have learned, he right. said, I have been instructed, right. I have learned. So that means right. that he had to right. go through these things and while he's right. going through these things, he had to learn something in the process. That's not automatic. Mm-hmm. You know, people say you live and mm-hmm. you learn. Yeah, that's true, but you don't always learn from your mistakes. That's why a lot of times some tests are repeated. And then, other, <coughs> excuse me, then other times tests can just be repeated just the nature of that test. But, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, we, we, have mm-hmm. to, we have to learn. So it's not that we're in a situation because this, this is what happens when we start to lose hope because hope mm-hmm. hope is a wonderful thing. Faith is is everything, you know. I I'm not speak not downplaying either, but what happens mm-hmm. is if we live our life and we do walk by faith and not not by sight, but there's a work aspect to that as well. That's never mm-hmm. taken away the fact that there has to be work. We have to do the work, right? And and the work right. is something that's done. We you know we have our flesh working against our spirit. Our flesh is working against the very thing that we want to do. So not, um, right. you know, we know that there's spiritual warfare. We we talked about right. um, temptation and evil spirits and things of that nature. But even before getting to that, <coughs> excuse me, even before getting to that, we have to conquer our flesh. You know, we we right. have to conquer right. what it is that's working against us. And I think about um, when I say complacency versus being content. Now, being content, that's where you're, where you're able to find some sort of comfort or, or satisfaction. Despite the situation, you're able to find something and say, you know what, I'm good right here. I may not need anything else because I'm good. God, I know you have me. 
Um, I don't have everything. It could get worse, and more importantly, I know it will get better. That's contentment. Mm-hmm. Complacency mm-hmm. on the other line, when you look at complacency, that's when you're smug about it. That's when you have pride mm-hmm. and you're saying, you know, well, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't have this right. and I don't need I don't need nobody else. I made it this far. I'm, right. You know, when it right. becomes all about right. I, and when one becomes right. complacent, what happens is you you can't grow out of complacency. Contentment you right. can grow. Contentment can right. take you right. to the next step in your walk. But right. complacency, you know, you look at it like place. I I look at it like you know, even looking having studied Latin. When I look at complacency, right. when I'm looking at the word com- complacency, I'm looking at a right. state of being placed somewhere, and I'm good with where right. I'm placed. Right. That's that's my state. Right. I'm in that position. Right. I'm good there. I'm not worried about anything yeah. thing else. If I move, good. Yeah. If I don't, fine. You know, because right. I'm looking at it as it's all about me. It's not a bigger picture. Right. And that's where, right. you know, that's where you that's that's what we avoid. So, you know, we, we strive for for that contentment right. and we get you know, we can get to contentment. There's a couple of ways to get to contentment, right. but one of the things that I wanna right. mention and I'll let you bounce it off because I'd like to stop talking. Um I I no. one of the one of the main things I would say is communion with the Holy Spirit and um right. you know communion with the Holy Spirit um we can get into spiritual disciplines one day and you know get into meditation and prayer and and and, and reading and you know things of that nature but um it's not like a um some kind of deep ritualistic thing that we have to do to commune with the Holy Spirit to be honest it's very basic Anyone that's listening, if you are saved, if you call the name of Christ, if you accept him as your personal savior, you you're you're gifted with the Holy Spirit. There's nothing else you do. You don't see and I've and I've heard that taught a lot of times and I've thought that I had to do something to receive the Holy Spirit. But once you're truly saved, that the Holy Spirit is attached to your spirit. That is the mm-hmm. spirit of Christ. That's the spirit of God. And as far as communing with the Holy Spirit, the the very basics of of communion with the Holy Spirit is really just trying to listen. What it is, we have a moral mm-hmm. compass that's that's in us, mm-hmm. right? Um, as mm-hmm. as humans, there there are like cardinal morals they call it, and then you have Christian morals. But there's cardinal morals. There's just certain basic things that people will believe, and you know people try to do. But um, mm-hmm. when we when we have the when we have the Holy Spirit, He's always teaching us and guiding us. So oftentimes someone say, ah, oh, something told me to do this or something told me to do that. But what happens mm-hmm. is as we're growing and as we're developing as Christians, God is very gracious. God has not given us, you know, some sort of thing that we have to decode or know these secret signs to know when he's when he's mm-hmm. speaking, you know, the spirit of the spirit mm-hmm. of truth. As we're growing, mm-hmm. then we then we learn how to identify mm-hmm. and recognize. But even, you know, mm-hmm. um just listening, you know, just just asking God, committing our works to God that our thoughts may be established. Mm-hmm. Doing doing that right. that makes a big difference, right. and He guides us, and we don't right. realize. You know, we think it's we think it's us. We don't realize He's guiding us, and mm-hmm. then we we start to build on that. Then we start to you know mm-hmm. our, our our prayer life starts to develop, and mm-hmm. we're reading the scriptures mm-hmm. more, and we're being assembled locally. We're Listening to podcasts like this, we're um, you mm-hmm. know going going to church, we're surrounding ourselves with other believers, and the Holy Spirit is constantly guiding us through all of these mm-hmm. through all of these things. And if we would listen mm-hmm. to what we believe to be true, 
what we believe mm-hmm. in our heart to be true, if we listen to that and, uh, and allow ourselves to be taught along the way, that's our mm-hmm. contentment. That's how we mm-hmm. identify with contentment and with that comfort. Right. So that's, right. that's one way. You know, so right. I'm gonna I'm right. gonna turn the rest over to you, and you know, um, let you um, go ahead and ride this topic out. I'll go on mute for well, a Well, I I wanted to go back to uh, and you kind of came back there as as you related to the distance between contentment and complacency, because a lot of times we think we can. Well, I'm I'm, I'm gonna say for myself, a lot of times I think I'm content. But it's really I'm operating in complacency. How? Because if I know that um, that in myself that I'm not all right, and and, and you and you share some things. You say you know you don't you don't want nobody else. You know everything is cool. You say you are right. You are right. But even in that, you know. Um, that 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 is not true contentment. Really, you have become complacent to the position where you're in, whether it be good or bad. We talk about in the position in your mind now. I'm not talking about a place literally. I'm talking about in your mind. And if you don't, uh, if you if you stay there, uh, and, and me and I I go through this. You know, if you don't, if you just stay there, to where you're saying that you know. I'm good, you know, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Then, like you say, you will never really come to the real place of being content. You're really just complacent, meaning, okay, I'm cool where I'm at. The place I am in my mind, that's why you hear people people say a lot of times, right, I'm in a good place. I'm in a good space now. I'm in a good place. Because in their own mind, you see what I'm saying, what they uh, might perceive is a good place, that's to them. Mm-hmm. You remember where where the saying says, "Your truth becomes your reality." You know, and right. that's the concept. You know, in yourself, this is the truth for you. So now it has become your own reality. But if it's not and according can, to, go ahead. Can go false? Ahead. I was going to ask to interject. Like what you said with with complacency, that sounds like as far as what you said you've experienced, it sounds like a right. source of um, kind of false humility. And I was going to ask, right, you know, can, right, can false right. can false humility be synonymous with pride? Yeah, like, can, can yes. that be a form that's, that's a form exactly of pride? Then? False gotcha. humility is that's exactly what it is. It's pride, right. um, and it's not the right. intent. It's not a. It's not right. a. It's not right. that you have a. Horrible intent right. about it. A lot of times right. we think, well, this is the way I'm supposed to be because of the situation. Yeah, yeah. And Come from yeah, background. So we're moving on what we think. You, were raised, yeah. you know, you might mm-hmm. been in, a, in, a, in an environment where you was taught, you know, don't let nothing phase you. You see what I'm saying? That, right. That's the environment because of my history where I was taught, don't let nothing phase you, you know. You stand strong. Also, watching others, watching, looking at how others deal with the same situation, and there's not nothing cookie cutter about Christianity. When people say, "Uh, "Well, yeah, you don't want to reinvent the wheel," I don't. I really think we really completely grasp what we're saying because you, the way everyone has their own cross, everyone has their own cup. 
And you know, right. so and nothing shows me about you know the great saints, the prophets, the um, the judges in the Bible, the apostles. Nothing shows me that they had even a really a similar path. To be honest, um, you might find some similarities, right. but God dealt with them in different ways, and they were commended right. for handling the way that they dealt with things in in different ways. Right. And that's that's right. not. I won't say that that's okay. That's preferred. God, you, right. you know, um, someone asked me a question who's a who's an uh, unbeliever, and um, they understand that I am a minister. This person, right. um, I think they're into comedic science, and I mean, it's definitely something okay. that I studied in, in the past as a youth. And um, what they asked me, though, they said, yeah, this is a question I asked to all pastors, and I know you're not a pastor, but he said that right. if the devil is so bad and the devil causes all these things and all this all all this harm throughout the world, then why doesn't God just get rid of the devil? You know, he's like, you know, right. he, if God <laughs> right. loves us. Why doesn't he just right. get rid of the devil? And, you know, um, right. and, and my, my response to that, you know, without <clears throat> going too deep into what, well, actually he has, and see, we, we can't understand, I can't explain, explain him the concept of time, to whereas, you know, we look at things in the linear, but we have to understand that God invented time. God created time. Right. Time is right. not something that is that constrains any spiritual being. Even our right. spirit is not confined by time. But so, right. um, you know, not only do we know that he is always defeated and he knows that, but what I was um, really, what, what I would explain and what I would say is that, yeah, God could have created all of us as clones, as cyborg-type people that do everything like, like let's say, like an angel. Angels don't make their angels don't make decisions. They, you know, right. they're, they're they're told what to do and then they just they're do it. Right. But what right. what it? Yeah, they have the instructions and they follow them. So, right. what happens though? Um, like angels don't have personality. They they don't they don't have that. You know they they're not people. So we can't expect them to have personality. But right, what right. God is what God is desiring. Like how much more does it mean to them to to him that you know what I'm giving these beings their their free will, and they're gonna love me and obey me because they want to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because this is what they mm-hmm. decide to do. Now, I have mm-hmm. everything else in the universe that obeys me as, you know, everything. Even evil spirits mm-hmm. have to obey him without a choice. We are the only right. we are the only ones that, you know, have a choice in, in, in obeying God. And um right. so when you when you look at that, that gets to that's a different type of love that God gets to experience and then God gave him him himself to allow us to meet that mark, he gave his son right. that sacrifice there. So it's it's something that you know, well, God could just wave a magic wand and everything's there, but that's not the way God is allowing this universe, the um, the realm that we live in, to to right. operate in. So you know, right. it's, it's just a different 
it's a different type of understanding and a, and a different type of approach. So um, the brother was, was grateful that he was like, you know what? He said, I've never really heard anything mm-hmm. like that, and I didn't expect you to tell me that. But um, right. he he said, I respect it. Not to say that he believed and he got saved and converted. Hey, what? that's that's fine. That's, just, that's a right. seed. You know, we talked about that right. before. That wasn't right. my goal in that conversation. My my goal, I just spoke freely as to what 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 the belief was there. So yeah, right. we have we have different things, and um, that's just to say that we're all different, and God celebrates that. God celebrates right. diversity, and God celebrates adversity. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? He celebrates that right. because he knows. Right. You know what? Right. It's I think it's interesting for God to say, okay, well, all right, well, I have Rob, I have Tahim. I'm gonna throw the same mm-hmm. situation to the at them. They're both gonna make it mm-hmm. out, but they're gonna go completely different ways to get it done. Different ways. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. They're, they're gonna right. walk with me. Right. They're gonna follow me, but they're just it's right. just completely different ways because God is just so complex and so interesting and it's so much for him to teach because it's just different types you know different types of people so that's another thing too we can't say oh well yeah the pastor went through this and this is how he did it now it's not that we don't use any references even paul says follow me as i follow christ but it's to an extent it doesn't mean do exactly you know what what i've done and i know that there's a scripture He says, you know, those things that you have seen and heard and right. um, seen right. me do, and you know, he, he said th- those things. Right. But it's it's not it's not a carbon copy there. But um, I have the blog right. talk o- operator telling me we have about ninety seconds or so there. So I would okay. like um, like you to uh, wrap up and, and and close us out here. Yes, I, I would like to close out because just as you said that I wanted to read uh, eight. And, and and it leads into the the being content, but it's just as you said. He says in Philippians four eight. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen enemies do, and the God of peace shall be with you. With you. And that's really Amen. how we learn to be fully content. In, in yes, Philippians 4 and 8, it's the sum of it all. And I would just like to say yes. uh, to God be the glory and that as God teaches us, as we grow, let us all come to the unity of the faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless. Love you, brother. Love you all. Thanks for listening. See you next week on Tuesday. All right. All right. All right.